Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. Betches Media presents. If you feel depressed and if you feel anxious and you feel confused, you know what? Welcome to the club. Gazpacho police. Oh my God. What a stupid son of a bitch. He believes that it's a woman's right, it's a woman's body, and it's her choice. The Betches Sup Podcast. Sayonara, sucker. Hello, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Millie Tamaris. And this is the Betches Sup Podcast, where C-SPAN meets the group chat, tell you process and laugh at the biggest topics and U.S. news and politics. Good morning, my fellow fallopian tubes with opposable thumbs. How are we feeling today? How was your show last night, Millie? Oh, it was great. Tell me. I wanted to go so bad, but I couldn't get myself there. But I like, I felt like it was like exactly where I wanted to be this week. Was there like that vibe to it? Yeah. I mean, I think everyone was just looking for a laugh. So I did the Reductress show last night and I hosted it. I will say that like, I'm someone that forgets everything if it's not in my G-Cal. Like, even if a friend's like, hey, you want to grab coffee next week? I'm like, great. Oh, totally. Put it in the G-Cal. That's me. So they asked me to do this show like two months ago. And I put it in as June 30th. Oh, <gasps> Millie. <laughs> so I like made plans around it. I like canceled stuff. Everything June 30th, June 30th, June 30th. Yesterday morning... And I'm sharing things. I'm in emails. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm seeing flyers. They're reposting it every week, but I'm not focusing on the date until yesterday. No, you had it locked in there that it was the 30th. Yeah, I had it locked in that it was in the 30th. You know my sleep schedule. I wake up at P- and pee mm-hmm. at like six or seven in the morning, tweet angrily at Eric yep. Adams, <laughs> yep. and then go back to sleep until 10. I get up and then I see Millie's tweets from an hour ago, but yet I know if I text you, you'll be asleep. <laughs> I'll be asleep. I wake up at six or whatever, and I'm like, tonight. I'm like, oh shit. I had to move a lot. So that's where that's level of burnout. Also, I just want to also say I didn't say this in the last podcast of like where I'm at with like um you know how I'm feeling about this country and the state of despair and stuff. I my need for dissociation was so bad that I started watching. I've never seen an episode. I started it. Down to Nabby. Wow. Wow. You need to watch British people like move little items around their fancy house. The Valley. <laughs> World War One. Take me out of this. Titanic. Put me in there. Miss O'Brien's a cunt. What's going on with her? I'm that's where oh, I'm at in my Miss O'Brien really does some stuff. Anyway, I love that. I love to dissociate to downtown. I was well to, we were gonna close with I wanted to do like a comfort corner, but let's just do oh. it. Like what are we yeah. getting into that's helping us? Because this has been bad. This has been a bad, like, just thing on top of thing, just cascade of terrible things. I mean, we'll probably hopefully talk about the Supreme Court decisions from this morning and yesterday, next week. But, like, if you needed any more assurance that this is just a crazy, illegitimate activist court, I mean, many more came after the Roe decision. It sounds like, Millie, you're you're into into Downton Abbey. Millie, or Elise, what has been your comfort? What have you been going to? Just, just um, 
I mean, to be honest, I've actually had an unbelievably insane amount of work to do this really? past mm-hmm. week. Yeah, just like a bunch of deadlines for other stuff that I'm working on. She's booked. She's busy. Kind of a similar thing to you, Millie, where like I had I had in my mind, I thought that this de- this writing deadline that I had um that it was like for the end of this week and for just a couple of extra things that they needed, like, you know, an hour of my time. I got an email on Tuesday from one of the women I'm working with pinging me being like, hey, remember we agreed to get that stuff at the beginning of the week. So I'm like, oh, right. I need to have this at the end of Tuesday. And then I reread the email and it turned out they needed like way more stuff than I actually thought. So I've been very, and then yesterday I was working on a really cool short film that was really, really fun. So um, I've just been distracting with work basically. Um, And I'm going to be able to do that for the next like day and a half. And then we will see what emerges from there. I did book a last minute trip to go to Key Largo, Florida, because my sister is going down there. Um, she's Home like of our future leader. I, yeah, I know. I'm going down. I'm I, for some reason I booked a trip to Florida. <laughs> Whatever. Key Largo is basically Cuba. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's why we're returning. But actually, in Cuba, you can get an abortion. Uh, yeah, yeah. And for free. Yeah, you don't have. It ain't five hundred dollars like it is. Yeah, in Cuba, you can actually get an abortion for free and like a lot of different stuff. Um. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's kind of my main like dissociative crazy act is that I was like, actually, I will be joining you and like joined my sister's trip. And now mm-hmm. I'm going to be going down there in the middle of next week. So kind of just like frantic behavior. But I haven't um, I haven't been able to like do any media dissociation because I've been so focused on all the insane work that came up. You have a garden, too. I did. If anyone who's reading my new not newsletter at elisemorales.substacks.com, where I talk about things that are not news um, and are specifically not news, I did uh, plant a little garden. But that was before the Roe decision mm-hmm. came down mm-hmm. that I planted the garden. And she's thriving. Well, I will also say, number one, I haven't grown anything. These are pre-grown plants that I planted into a garden. And I am trying to grow some tomatoes, some cherry tomatoes, famously, Mm. like, one of the easiest things you can grow. But the day that Roe came out, I was Googling, like, witches' herbs. Like, how do I (laughs) grow a bortificens in my garden? (laughs) I I can't even grow basil. You gotta be careful with that shit. Honestly, I think maybe, like, I I think Aaron Ryan said this on Pod Save America earlier this week. I think we should all just, like, maybe we should create a, like, Google Chrome add-on where just, like, three times a day it Googles random shit about abortion. That's, like, I live in New York, but it Googles, like, abortion pill Wyoming or abortion pill, like, Mississippi, Hmm. and everything's chaotic and they can't find anything. I think everyone should Google, like, how to perform an abortion (laughs) (laughs) every day and, like, just just flood Google with fake fake results. But um, I did Google how to to grow grow Penny Royal and, like, (laughs) mugwort or whatever. (laughs) I set a goal recently to... For my wedding, I'm like not really do. I'm not like a fitness gal. I do exercise a lot just because it like really helps with my anxiety and mental health and just like sleeping. But I don't like, I've never like really 
pushed it, but my, this isn't like that big of a goal, but for my wedding, basically I'm just walking 40 miles a week, which is a lot to to walk. Like it's more than I normally walk and I'll do it like either on the treadmill or just like out and about. And I've been like really loving it, but it's been very hard to get it in. I've definitely like nearly gotten hit by a car seven times while I'm like on my, on my phone, like angrily replying to a DM about row. Like, yeah, but that's been helping. It's like nice to have like it's nice to be able to do that. And it's like, it feels a little bit selfish, but like everybody in the household knows it's like, well, Amanda has to get her steps in. So it's like, we don't plan anything for this evening time because she's out getting her steps. And it's like, I have like a boundary in the morning. Well, it's like, well, I got to hit my steps. I got to do it. So I can't like manically work from 6 a.m. to 7.30 a.m. Maybe I should do something the fuck else for that time and like yeah, regulate and my nervous system. It's, it's a very hot girl walk is what they Dude, call it on that's TikTok. So that's what they awesome. call it. 40 miles a week. It's six miles a day. It's a little under six miles a day. That's great. So you're just... And if I don't do that every day, that piles up and that's like a lot to have to do on a weekend. So I've been like pretty, pretty consistent about it. Yeah. Listening to lots of pods. But now it's hard to find a podcast where they're not talking about abortion because even my comfort podcasts are talking about abortion, which is good, (laughs) but like it's rough. I know. Yeah. That's what like the other day I was like, I want to listen to something, you know, while I'm cooking dinner Mm -hmm. and everything was out about abortion. And I'm like, I can't do that. <laughs> I think no. I, I don't know. I don't. Maybe I put on Who Weekly or something. But yeah, that's know. perfect. Yeah, I've just been listening yeah. to very. I only recently started listening to the Last Culturistas in like the last six months. So I, I've been listening to episodes from like three years ago. Yeah. <laughs> they're like oh, to, great, are, they're yeah. like reviewing the first like the premiere of Mayor of Easttown, and I'm like, this is perfect. Great. I mean, literally. Oh man, we really uh, live in that world. Easttown. We I know. Really I'm do. like, you can listen to my episode from like gotta be six or seven years ago where we just talk about how cursed child had just come out oh shit oh and we you talked ooh, only, only about yes. harry potter <gasps> and it's all before like jk rowling did anything it's all just pure pure chatter i will definitely look and to extend extend that intersection before we get into our our main topics and leave comfort corner millie you are doing something really cool with oh, the last yeah. culture too right another podcast okay. so yeah i'm doing a podcast series and they're doing an anthology with 10 different comedians and i'm one of them and i'm doing up and coming comedian up and coming comedians yeah up and fucking coming I'm i rejected that i think Williams. you're you're just coming I'm just coming. I'm just coming. I'm, I'm already up, uh, but I'm, you know, I, there's more to go, but I'm definitely coming, uh, which is more than a lot of women in this country can say. Um, but I'm just comedian. But yeah, I'm doing, mine's is a satirical Wendy Williams character, okay. satirical so hip hop breakfast club. Uh, it's going to be fun. There, and um, yeah, please listen. That means I have to finish doing it. I have to finish mm. editing it. But that'll be a podcast that doesn't talk about abortion. Exactly. That'll be a podcast probably. that you can put on. Mm-hmm. Well, it doesn't. I mean, unless it's about the Roe decision. I don't know. I have no, 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 no. We recorded it in <laughs> yeah, January. Chris Burns is making his all about Roe. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. I was also on Chris's. Chris's is really and funny. And I was on Chris's too. So oh, yeah, that's so like, exciting. A bunch of us gossip. on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I play the principal in Chris's and it's very fun. Oh, I, I can't wait. I can't episode. wait. Oh, good for, yeah, good for really you guys. Fun. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners. I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you are searching for the perfect gift. Now you can use gift mode on Etsy. 
Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone on any occasion. Now it's easier to find gifts made by independent sellers for all of the people in your life, like the pickleballers, I know plenty of those, the jazz fan, the artist, the pasta lover, whatever niche interest they have, you can find an incredible gift on Etsy. From 90s nostalgia and mixology to reality TV and gaming, there is something for everyone. There is so much pressure around gifting. I usually have a hard time thinking of gift ideas specifically for my dad, but my dad loves flying, he loves airplanes, he loves aviation, and he never gets sick of a cute little gift that has a reference to that. And the inventory for that on Etsy is incredible. I hope my dad lives for 200 years because I can get him a birthday present related to aviation or planes from Etsy for every single one of them, if not hundreds and hundreds of years more. There really is that much. A gifting moment is always around the corner, but whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you, Gift Mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. Back that fire down, 19. Copy, Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19. All new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. All right, I guess we will talk about some politics for I, I today. Yeah. Uh, there have been a lot of <laughs> really shocking headlines lately, but this one from yesterday is not one of those. This is not shocking. Quickly wanted to flag to you all that Joe Rogan says he favors Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, for president, saying on his massive podcast yesterday that DeSantis would work as a good president. He would work as a good president. He went on specifically to praise DeSantis's COVID response, saying that DeSantis was like right about everything. <laughs> and he, wait, the quote is crazy. He was like, he was right about all the deaths, tens of thousands, as Millie thousands. frequently re reiterates, more people than he needs to protect potentially win Florida again. And I forgot this little tidbit that DeSantis famously told Joe Rogan not to apologize for repeatedly using racial slurs on his podcast. The leading candidate for the Republican nomination for president in 2024. I should clarify it by that. I mean, Ron DeSantis, not Joe Rogan. Um, also biggest Spotify, um, like earner, Biggest platform on Spotify, most listeners. Thank you so much, Spotify, for giving this man a platform. Uh, that's our telling listeners. Us that I will guy, say no, no shade wherever you listen, but just our analytics show us y'all are mostly on on this podcast. It's mostly Apple iTunes. Interestingly, wow, sorry, interesting. Millie. Sorry, Millie. I do have I do have Spotify, so I have to chill. But <laughs> yeah, I use it too, and Stitcher. Yeah, Stitcher is great. Um, no, no ethical consumption under capitalism. Oh, yeah. No ethical. Didn't he make it illegal to talk about slavery in schools mm -hmm. like and CRT? Like, OK, cool. Joe Rogan. Like, um, Well, I mean, I just think that this is like Joe Rogan doing this is so peak. And I said this in our group chat, but like <laughs> yeah. it's peak guy who says that he doesn't agree with either party, but then is just fully a Republican. Like, you can't yeah. sit here and tell me. Ron DeSantis is your favorite character or character. I mean, is a character. He, you know what? You can't tell me that Ron DeSantis is your favorite character in the fall of American democracy. And then you're not a Republican. Right. 
No, like, he's definitely a Republican. Because, okay, I could give that to, like, Mitt Romney or, or Paul Ryan. Yeah. Somebody who's secretly evil and whatever likes to yes. posit that they care about tax breaks. But Ron DeSantis yes. is a fucking troll. Absolute troll. I mean, so is Joe Rogan. So I guess it tracks. Yeah. I guess it tracks. But, I mean... So Florida, DeSantis, there's like a 15-week ban that could potentially go into effect. And DeSantis is saying, I, I want to roll that back. I want to either do a complete ban, six-week ban. Um, how do you think that's going to play in Florida, Millie, like with the electorate? I mean, how does it intersect with like maybe pro, the pro-life Hispanic vote? How do you think that might impact, you know, Val Dennings versus Marco Rubio? What, what, should, what, should, we, what should we be watching there from our Floridian in, in residence? former Florida Floridian in residence. residence. You know, again, it's all about messaging who's the loudest, who's the thing, because, you know, um, just in my, like, from my experience of Florida, like, I'm not really, you know, th there's a lot of people that moved there during the pandemic too. Like housing is really crazy right now. I'm slowly seeing where I grew up, like, being gentrified and stuff so that's a reality so i'm like which candidate is going to speak to the new electorate the concerns of the like current electorate um because things are bad you know they're trying to defund schools and stuff so i feel like with that um in the upcoming election will be important i feel like val demings has a good chance if she makes a strong stance with roe I dream yeah. for the day that black politicians don't have to overly perform their uh, association with police to get elected by mm -hmm. um, uneducated white people. Uh, <laughs> but that is not our reality now. I have a dream, and yeah. she was a cop. So I feel like if she pulls the cop thing and it's like, hey, I will codify Roe or whatever, like make block this. Like, I think that there's a chance. But I really it, it is all about messaging and money. I also feel like if Disney was smart, they would just back Democratic because um, Ron DeSantis has made hell for Disney right yeah. now. And Disney's a huge employer. And Orlando right now is seeing a big influx of Hispanic people a lot of people after hurricane irma moved from puerto rico to the united states i mean to orlando specifically Kissimmee, all that stuff so mm -hmm. for ron DeSantis to be in battle with disney and jeopardize thousands and thousands of jobs um if disney was smart they would just back put a lot of money to put this shit out there to get yeah. uh some democrats they're to one of the companies because, yeah. they're one of the companies that have said we'll pay for your for your travel if needed. So, I mean, yeah, after, after that, that dust up with, with the don't say gay, they're sort of like, they're never going to get Ron DeSantis behind them again. They're never, that's never, that's like that relationship is broken. So they might as well, they might as well. Um, I know. Can they, they Coke well brothers this? Yeah. Coke brothers. Come on. Yeah. Like, can I, I, I think George, isn't George Soros supposed to be our Coke brother? <laughs> he is. Well, and he's George probably trying, but JB Pritzker, the, the guy that's running for reelection, the governor of Illinois, I believe he's also a billionaire and hopefully he's spending a lot of his money on that race. And that's one of the races. People um, love JB. What is it? There's like a whole People socialist do. for JB or something. Is there? Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Like, because he's like followed through on all of his mm -hmm. campaign yeah. promises he has made some really big changes and there are a lot of reasons why illinois like needs to say stay a safe space yes, for it's really rights. yeah it's like really 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 important that he stay the governor of illinois because they 
Um, yeah, the the guy that won the Republican primary is like a super anti-abortion Republican, and um, Dem- the Democratic Governors Association actually helped him win. They put a lot of money behind him because they think he is um, way too extreme for Illinoisans to ever support against a Democrat. Um, I, I asked, you know, something I'm trying to do more than ever with SUP, me and Bridget, is like sharing what information we have about these local races and then inviting you to tell us what we actually need to know. We are not from these places. We don't know the local, um, kind of the local dynamics. So people need to to tell us. And and some people were like this, I'm really worried this could backfire. Some people said, I'm very confident that because this Republican was nominated that JB can win. So we'll, we'll have to see. It's a risky, certainly a risky ask strategy. But you know what? I'll give them credit for taking some risks, unlike the next two people we're about to discuss. And that is President Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris. So- we have spent definitely most of the podcast this week in our feelings about the Democratic Party, and we're going to continue to do that for uh, the next 10 to 15 minutes. If for whatever reason you don't want to hear that anymore, fast forward, I guess. We have some other topics to discuss, but there there is more to discuss about the response to this. And I guess that is because as every day goes by without a more vigorous kind of like leader on this issue, I think the, the more perturbed we are all becoming. So... President Biden this morning did say he was behind carving out an exception in the filibuster in order to pass the Women's Health Protection Act or something like that that would codify some of the protections we lost in Roe. Let's play the clip. I believe we have to codify Roe v. Wade in the law. And the way to do that is to make sure the Congress votes to do that. And if the filibuster gets in the way, it's like voting rights. It should be we provide an exception for this, the except the require an exception to the filibuster for this action to deal with the Supreme Court decision. Hang on, I got one more here. Kelly O'Donnell, NBC. Thank you, Mr. President. Well, you just made some news saying you would support changing the filibuster rules to codify abortion rights broadly across the country. Right to privacy is not just abortion rights, but yes, abortion rights. So, of course, it's important to remember and to message that just because the president is behind this doesn't mean it happens. I've already seen, you know, some some social media posts saying, like, why isn't Biden getting behind the filibuster as if that will. And I can tell those Mm -hmm. people think that will immediately result in Roe being codified just because Mm -hmm. the president is behind this. It's good. I'm happy that he is. It it puts more pressure on Kirsten Sinema and Joe Manchin to do the same. It makes them look more aberrant and out of step with the party. This was interesting. They don't care, to, though. <laughs> yeah, they don't care either. So reactions to care. Joe. They've been, um, you're talking about Miss when when we asked yeah, about minimum wage <laughs> cares about looking out of step. All right, sorry. It's also just surprising that Kirsten Cinema isn't wearing like. You know, we sell some punny T-shirts, but I feel like she would be the queen of wearing a punny graphic T-shirt about reproductive rights. Where is she? Where are your graphic tees, Kirsten? Trot them out, bitch. They don't sell it at Charlotte Ruse, so she's not wearing it. <laughs> but I think I think we're under the shame that this woman should feel and we should make her feel for not rising to this occasion. And yes, she knows that hers doesn't matter because there's Mansion and maybe there's some others in there. But like the gender treason is really, really impossible to overstate in my it's opinion. It's crazy that she hasn't come out and said like literally anything. No, she's just. Like, I mean, I'm sure her Twitter somewhere. has like some like platitudes on it or whatever, but An it's RBG like quote like last time. Uh, yeah, 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 exactly. But it's like no one like we're looking at you. 
babe. Like, what do you have to... You're one of the people who's holding this up. And I, I keep having this feeling of, like... Because, like you said... Biden has supported getting rid of the filibuster for a while. So, mm-hmm. like, he's for voting made this, rights. Yeah, he made this exact statement a bunch of times. It's been on the table. He would like to do it. We would have a lot. If it were up to him, we would have a lot more bills signed. We'd have paid leave. We'd have a lot of different things. I mean, I think there's more that he could be doing to agitate for that. But again, like, he would be signed. He's not the obstacle, actually. It's the Senate. And it feels like. Every single time I try to think about this kerfluffle that we are in, this predicament, it feels like we're in one of those puzzles where it's like you have like a square thing and you have to try to fit different shaped pieces into it. And when you Mm -hmm. initially look at it, you're like, this is going to be easy. And then you start trying to put the pieces in and you're like, oh, my God, this they don't fit. They don't fit. How do the pieces fit? There's a piece missing. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I'm like, wait a minute. What the fuck? Like this is this is bullshit. <laughs> this game and doesn't then, work. And then you call the manufacturer, and then they're like, actually, if you wait till November, and you can buy we'll send you a new pieces, one in November. <laughs> and then you're like, okay, well, I just fucking bought this puzzle. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I, I thought you told me the puzzle that I bought had all the pieces, and that I could do the puzzle then. <laughs> you and I wrote fucking postcards and <laughs> sacrificed. I posted on Instagram about the puzzle, <laughs> and now my post looks cringy and dumb because of you. <laughs> I mean, that's the perfect. I think that needs to be part of the messaging strategy. That is perfectly put. That is perfectly put. We didn't have all the puzzle pieces. Some of the puzzle pieces looked like they were the same color. They were not. They were actually no. not, and they did not. No, and they you did think not they fit. fit, and they don't fucking fit. And you know what? Fine. Fine, but the manufacturer needs to come out with a statement saying, hey, we released a puzzle. We want to recall it and get two we're more pieces. The puzzle? Yeah, because we're sorry. We should have never released this puzzle, but we did. And, you know, sometimes mistakes happen. We knew the pieces might not fit. We, we knew, knew the they might, not, might fit. not fit. But we thought we they could. Like, we thought we could force them in. We thought we could, they could we could force them in because they said and all this stuff they're the same color whatever but guess what they changed up on us we're sorry now yeah. can have you buy some two contrition more have some humility yes exactly. turns out we released the puzzle before we actually tried to do the puzzle and yeah. it's a lot more difficult we did not test the puzzle the beta test of the puzzle actually impacts all of your rights. These white guys from Ivy League universities told us this puzzle, puzzle would, would work. work. They took a quick look at the puzzle. We could force them. But these white Ivy League guys have uh, never done a puzzle in their life. Yeah, hit up a white Ivy League woman for once. No. <sighs> <laughs> Suddenly, so now all the look. puzzles leaned in. <laughs> <laughs> okay, perfect. So... The, the the leaders of the puzzle company, Vice President Kamala Harris and Joe oh, Biden. God. So Vice Con, this is very interesting. I feel like I feel like the vice president's office could have been a episode of Veep this morning because yesterday she did a very irksome interview. And listen, if you are new to this podcast, we we love Kamala Harris. We really try to stand her. It, it pains it pains me personally when she is not authentic because I know authentically what she, we talked a lot about this yesterday, a lot, um, sort of an imagined an alternate reality, which we do often with Caitlin, where um, she, Kamala Harris had been attorney general and what that would look like right now and how fucking Guys, badass that would my be. My mom looks just like Kamala Harris or at least like a sister. So I she will does. say that. 
(laughs) Make your mom attorney general. Maybe she would be more into this than than Merrick Garland. But so yesterday she gave an interview (laughs) on CNN with with Dana Bash. Bash asked Harris what she would tell voters who like the things we were just talking about, who feel like they bought a puzzle and they knew the pieces would go together and they do not go together. And Dana Bash was like, what do you what do you say to the people who say you need to help the Senate get something done on abortion rights right now? Harris replied, sort of like in a little bit of a short way, not in, but do what now? What now? Just in a dismissive way, not short, I didn't say, just like, do what? Do what? And they sort of went back and forth about this, about how, you know, there are not the votes right now to codify Roe, even though, of course, Kamala Harris, Vice President Harris supports that legislation. And there also are not enough votes to eliminate the filibuster for that. So then Bash seemed to be pushing Harris about using her bully pulpit to get behind filibuster reform. And this was before Joe Biden did so, I believe, this morning. And she just sort of deflected, like, there's not any point in like answering this if you know, I'm not quoting exactly from it, but she just kept reiterating that people need to go get more Democrats in Congress. She said several times <laughs> that the election is in 130 days. And the reason I think things could be chaotic there this morning is just because like if she said that, usually we know her to do this. She didn't say that yet because Biden hadn't said it yet. So I wonder if Biden talked to if Biden's office talked to her before he said this morning. I don't know if it was spontaneously, but I think it was like at an, at a NATO thing that he was behind the filibuster. So personally, I think it looks really bad that our first female vice president yesterday was deflecting about this. And then this morning, our like 80 year old white guy president was like, sure, we can do this. But in any event, I was disappointed. I was disappointed yesterday. So like, what do you think is holding her back here? I feel like she has there. They keep promising a higher position or like a future with the Democratic Party. Yeah, president. And she's trying to do what she can to get keep the job, even if it means disappointing people. But and like not stepping out of line. And that's probably why they picked her for VP is that she won't step out of line. And a lot Mm -hmm. of the criticisms that she has about being a cop or being prosecutor or prosecuting people hard are things that again she probably felt like she had to do to maintain a political career as a black woman in this country you have to overly perform um and be a proponent of this carceral system Mm -hmm. you have to Mm -hmm. not step out of line so that because already her being her like existence as a black woman politician is radical Mm -hmm. that she can't step out of line she feels right But what we've been saying for weeks and weeks and weeks and months is that the occasion is calling for someone to rise and for someone to step out of the thing. So it's like this. She's playing this dance and she's always clumsy. You know, that's why they made her say, like, don't come here with the Mm -hmm. immigrants. And that's why they're making her, you know, because she has to look like the one that's really more conservative than Biden because Biden's a white man. And he has that privilege of like, no one's going to think he's a radical but, you know, look at how they treat AOC for saying mm-hmm. things like we need health care and minimum gets, wage and Cory Bush just and hideous treatment. and all of that shit for like the most basic stuff when like people like Bernie Sanders are getting praised. Bernie Sanders is fucking praised for his shit. Even Elizabeth Warren. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm like. This is a strategy for her, but it's fucking disappointing because people are going to die because you want to be president one day. Like, 
fuck you. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. Like, and I actually think she's miscalculating because I think that yeah. her her path to the presidency actually now she could actually revive that path by being def- defiant, um, yeah. and to having come out before this and and just being like. I am a woman in this country. I am a black woman in this country. She is very familiar. She has actually done a lot of work on maternal health and mortality, getting more money to, to, to states. But uh, yeah, I, I think the accusation about her sometimes is that she's calculated. And I'm like, calculate better right now. Yeah. Like your path to to a political future, I think, depends on her really rallying and saying what needs to be said and elevating the people that are that are saying that are being frank about what needs to be done. Yeah, she just feels very, and this has been the whole feeling about her vice presidency and what we've talked about a lot, like, she just feels totally neutralized to me. And, like, there, she has not figured out, as you guys were saying, she has not figured out how to wield herself as vice president, but this administration has not figured out how to wield her as vice president either. Like, you have... A, a historic situation of rights being rolled back for women, uh, transmasculine people, non-binary people, all of that. You have the first female vice president out here. All of her press hits are planned, right? So how the fuck are you sending her on mm-hmm. Dana Bash without anything to fucking say? Like, it's also part of the White House. Like, why did she even do the interview if there's no news to break, there's no plan, and you have nothing to say? Like, of course Dana Bash is going to ask you about the filibuster. So if Biden is planning to say, or that's what his position is, how did she even end up in the interview without knowing that in the first place? Like, it's a clusterfuck to me in general, and it's all very, like... It all goes back to this really, this thing we were talking about on Tuesday where I'm like, it feels like they had no plan for this and that they're figuring Mm -hmm. it out now. And it's what we talk about all the time with the Biden administration. It's like they're always surprised. They're surprised. They're surprised. We didn't expect it to be like this. We didn't expect it to happen this day, this way, blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, when are you guys going to stop being surprised? (laughs) I don't receive a presidential daily brief. Like, right. Like it, you guys Absolutely. do. So it just it it speaks to this whole like lack of strategy to me that they would even that she would go out there, that the White House would have her out there without something to fucking say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And I think sometimes they're. Her reaction is like, like, do what? It's like, you know what? Sometimes you need to be a little bit more strategic with your publicity and get behind the things, even if you don't think they're going to pass, because you know what? Yeah. The Republican Party, when they are in power, they will get behind things theoretically. They will see how their voters respond. And then suddenly they are really behind those things. So just the like, do what is for you to figure out. You're the people who yes. figure out do what like that. You are supposed to answer that question. And you're actually supposed to have had it answered before now. And some of the things that you try might not work. But we always go back to it like. Donald Trump said on the campaign trail, build a wall with Mexico. And now we <laughs> have like a little wall. part of a shitty wall. <laughs> yeah. We like it yeah. exists. It's up. It doesn't work. It fall <laughs> it's falling down. It was yep. too expensive and it's fucking stupid. But he said it and now we actually have part of his stupid wall that was built. So <laughs> how the fuck can you tell me? There's nothing that we can even try. And like, that's the thing is like, 
they don't want to get caught trying. I don't know. And it's like they don't. They don't. You're right. Politicians all the time, especially Republican ones, constantly make these pass these insane laws just to make a point. Like these laws about trans and people some of those bathrooms. laws are in effect now. With Roe yes, v. Wade. They, like, they passed because of Roe. Law, the trigger laws, it's like they passed shit that they knew couldn't be put into effect on a hope that eventually their horrible agenda would come to pass. And look, it did. And, and now all of those laws went into effect. Whereas the Democrats, like, were like, well, we can't pass that because Roe. Because of Roe. And it's like, no. Yes, the Supreme Court will overturn it. But like I put up a video from this incredible creator. Her name's the luncheon lawyer. And she's like, OK, then we need everybody running for Senate now to promise that they will also if the Supreme Court says, like, fuck your little fuck you, Congress trying to federally legislate Roe, then the next step. OK, we need enough people in Senate in the Senate to say we're going to we're going to add some people to your office to rebalance this and expand and expand the court. Yeah, which I think um, yes, Brown Jackson, we should say, is joining today. <laughs> Yeah, it's so fucked up, you know, and this is a problem that is so reflective with shit in this country and every single industry. It's like when shit has gotten so bad, that's when they give a woman of color or a person Glass of cliff. color or a woman a fucking chance, the glass cliff. And it's fucked up. And, I can't believe she has to work like, with these crazy people. Crazy activists that make no sense. There's no logic behind any of the rulings. One, yeah, like we said, one ruling is states' rights. The other ruling is states don't have rights. We we just let more guns fucking pass in New York so everyone can have more guns, even though, like, shit has gone down dramatically when gun crimes. Because states can't of, help with climate change. <laughs> like States what? can't help with climate change. These people are Jesus. nuts. So, nuts. like, we need, again, it's like, no offense. It's like, like no imagine strategy. if, like, this one of us went and joined, you know, became a producer for Fox News. And we had to go work with those people. No, thank you. Thank you, oh, Justice man. Jackson. Guess what? I have a I, funny story. I had a friend who worked at Fox. I think oh, she probably yes, still works there this. for like 12 years, more, Crazy. probably like 20 years at this point. And um, she, I went to the office. I've, I went, I've been inside. I got the tour <laughs> the and stuff. The belly of the beast. The belly of the Truly. beast. I made like a joke about Bill O'Reilly because it was when Bill O'Reilly was at. Anyway, they're like, oh, most of the people that work here are liberals. But I'm like, OK, whatever. And this was before like they got really bad. Mm -hmm. But anyway, um, I've heard that too. Yeah, the it, it's fucking sad. Like the Biden decision makes me think that because sometimes I'm like, are they listening? Like, do they care? Are they listening? And it's like, OK, they can kind of be bullied. But it's like, why do we have to bully like this much? Like you guys didn't totally. anticipate that people would be pissed about this. Um, so I'm really hoping that the messaging gets together before the midterms, like and we really pull it together because there is a chance that huge chance. There's a huge chance that we get, but again, right, right. So let's say we abolish the filibuster. Okay, let's say we do, you know, get the two seats and then abolish the filibuster. Then and then what? Then we codify Roe, and then what? Expect you know what I mean? And then it's the like, court. Yeah. Going? I mean, that's that's the thing that's really hard to stomach with this is that you know, and I think I saw a thread that Sammy shared that said this is like this is not. Um, there was a sense around 2020. I mean, there was this sort of lip service with, of course, we all should vote all the time. But it felt really like if you never vote again. Nobody said this, but it felt like if yeah. you ever, if mm -hmm. you never vote again, please vote now. But 
this is just like, I think what people need to stomach is that like, you cannot miss any election for anything, any, any election ever again for the rest of our lifetime. I mean, Amani Gandhi said on Monday, this will take a generation to fix. And that means showing up, you know, every single time. And we're disappointed with the leadership now, but we'll have, you know, we'll have chances to replace that. Hey there, overwhelmed foodies. Are you drowning in a sea of meal kit options, feeling like you're in a bad dating game where every contestant looks the same, with the same fish picture? Fear not, because amidst the chaos, there's one shining star worth your culinary affection. Home Chef is not just another fish in the meal kit sea. They're the gourmet catch that you've been dreaming of. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes, conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. Whether you prefer classic meal kits with pre-portioned ingredients and easy instructions, speedy recipes ready in less than 30 minutes, oven-ready kits with pre-chopped ingredients, or quick microwave meals that assemble in minutes, Home Chef has you and the entire family covered for delicious meals without the hassle. Home Chef has over 30 options a week, and they serve a variety of dietary needs, so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. Not only is it convenient, but it is economical too. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. So for a limited time, Home Chef is offering our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash feverdream. That's homechef.com slash feverdream for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash feverdream. You must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. We want to take, I do want to take a few minutes to talk about these other, these other headlines that have, you know, kind of gotten buried with everything going on this week. Let's start with R. Kelly. The 55-year-old was finally sentenced to 30 years in prison yesterday. That was Wednesday. This came after he was convicted last September on nine counts of federal racketeering and sex trafficking charges. These charges were filed less than two months after surviving R. Kelly aired. So just that documentary was everything towards getting any accountability or justice here. And this ultimately did result in the first conviction against Kelly despite decades of allegations. Like I said, the trial, which was five weeks, ended last September. And to refresh your memory, it included just so many witnesses sharing devastating testimony about how they were sexually and physically abused by Kelly. We also heard from people who were involved in orchestrating Kelly's abuse, specifically his marriage to Aaliyah, and how he basically had this scheme to marry her when she was that young because he had impregnated her. Handing down her sentence, the judge told R. Kelly, you left in your wake a trail of broken lives. She spent some time talking about how, you know, Kelly's lawyers did use his his past and um, issues in his upbringing to try to kind of like explain some of his actions. And just in her, when handing down her sentence, the judge kind of acknowledged that and said it, she wasn't ignoring it, but it did not it did not justify what he had done to so many people. Devante Cunningham is a former backup singer for Kelly, and she has literally been trying to get justice for 30 years. So I'm just going to read a quote that she said yesterday. There wasn't a day in my life up until this moment that I actually believed that the judicial system would come through for black and brown girls. I stand here very proud of my judicial system, very proud of my fellow survivors, and very pleased with the outcome. And that was, I think, a huge element of this. I mean, this guy has been up to this for, for so long, but it wasn't really until that documentary that anyone really bothered to, to take action. And specifically, I think, for those women to speak out was so courageous. And also, like... Just shout out to Lifetime because yeah. they're the ones that put it Within up. Within weeks. 
And within that's weeks crazy. of that ending. Yeah. So he's actually going to be on trial again for stuff he did related to his child pornography th- trial because basically he like paid off witnesses, paid them like hundreds of thousands of dollars to to take to withhold evidence. And for that trial, he's hired the team of she's back, Jennifer Bonjon, who helped Bill Cosby get his sexual assault conviction overturned. Oh but also she represented Cosby in a civil case that he lost last month. So from one gender traitor to another, let's discuss quickly Ghislaine Maxwell's sentencing this week. Bad week for abusers who aren't on the Supreme Court, huh? Yeah. Yeah. The 60-year-old was sentenced Tuesday. Reminder never to refer to her as a former socialite. She's just a formerly free person. She's just a 60-year-old incarcerated woman. She was sentenced Tuesday to 20 years in prison for helping the finance Jeffrey Epstein, the abuser... Uh, sexually abused underage girls. This could be, you know, I For hope whom? to see and to whom. Mm-hmm. I hope to see more on that on that note, more convictions in terms of who actually took advantage of these girls. But this is really the first big conviction, of course, because Epstein died by suicide or something in jail in 2018. He's gone. Uh, All that we can say. He's no longer here. You know what? Here's what I will say. When Alan Dershowitz did tuning out the news, he ah. referred to Jeff- Jeffrey Epstein exclusively as the person who is no longer alive. That is <laughs> wild. That is so that deranged. Was a, if you could go back and watch that, anybody who's listening, that was such yeah. a good episode. It's a of crazy episode. Yeah, I'm going to do that this weekend for sure. It's a crazy episode. He was... Con- he didn't know what the show was. He no, became definitely confused. Not. He got bamboozled by a bunch of cartoons, and he does call Jeffrey Epstein the person who is no longer alive. The person who is no longer alive. <laughs> well, for, for Maxwell's part, she she was able to address the court, and she said that she empathized with the survivors. She hoped that her punishment would bring them peace, yet she didn't play any... She didn't admit playing any role. She didn't say, like, I'm sorry for what I did. She's like, I just hope this brings you peace, because she, as she always has, blamed Epstein entirely and she said that meeting him was quote the greatest regret of my life was meeting him not approaching poor young girls in the mall and making them give your gross boyfriend letting your gross boyfriend sexually assault them on a massage table but just just meeting him worst regret and sexually assaulting them yourself she did right she is alleged participated in the abuse which i don't know (laughs) if she was like held accountable for yesterday and if that's coming but victims say that happened yeah so no, but my biggest regret, my biggest regret was ever giving him my number. I'm sorry my I never met you, Jeff. was texting back. Yeah. Fuck Ugh. off. I just think it's important to note that because of what SCOTUS did, also someone like Aaliyah who gets impregnated by a predatory rapist. Like, has to carry it to term. Exactly. Like R. Kelly either has to carry it to term or at 15 has to go to her parents, say what happened. I mean travel out of state like there's just like people who are victims of people like Ghislaine Maxwell and R. Kelly are the pinnacle the the pinnacle of the example of why what Roe did is wrong though of course you don't Mm -hmm. have to be traumatized to deserve your right to an abortion at all but it's like it's worth reiterating because most people disagree with that. Most people disagree. There's there's a lot of weird polling on Roe, but it's important to read it. Like most people agree that you should not be forced to have uh, your rapist child or yeah. a family member who uh, rapes Most you people child. agree that abortion should be legal in general without anything. Yeah. But yeah. <sighs> so those were two like huge headlines. I mean, almost one of them decades, uh, both of them, both of them decades in the making. That'll be our show today. Until the end of Democracy, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Elise Morales. 
I'm Millie Tameras. And this is the Betches Up Podcast. Bye. The Betches Sup Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Sean Kilby. Editing by Jorge Morales-Pico. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Be sure to follow at Betches underscore Sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send us your emails to suppod at Betches.com. Betches.